1: KJ Podcast Week 4 NFL season San Francisco 49ers Lose 29-27 To the LA Chargers It was a super frustrating Loss that was also Wildly entertaining And encouraging For the rest of the season Oh there was 10, 12 terrible plays that the 49ers will watch on film and say, God, that missed tackle was awful. What were we doing on that blown coverage? Garrett Selleck's drop. There's going to be 10 to 12 plays the 49ers look at and say, God damn it. But it's going to be about 50 to 60 plays where this team was right there with the Chargers on the road, 10 point underdogs. CJ Beathard's first game. As the starter this season. He looked great. 298 yards. We'll get into it all. There's going to be some serious issues on defense to clean up. Not just this year. Next year's just some alarming numbers to look into. Some personnel decisions are really coming to the forefront. (laughs) Starting with Greg Mabin. I mean, this guy was a healthy scratch last week. And now he looks like your best cornerback all of a sudden. You're sending Witherspoon to the bench every week. There's a ton to get into, but... Yeah, KJ Podcast, Blue Wire is the network bluewirepods.com. We have a Warriors podcast, a Raiders podcast, a Giants podcast. Bay Area everything with Fallon Smith and James Jones. We just debuted that Friday. bluewirepods.com, check out our team. I I think we're delivering some really solid sports audio content. Yeah, I'm the day after this loss I'm not feeling terrible if I'm a 49ers fan. I'm not at work Monday here being like, God damn it. Like, what the hell? My NFL team sucks. They're one and three. They're right there. Same record as the Jets. Same record as the Raiders. They're in the bottom portion of the league. But the performance against the Chargers was pretty damn encouraging. Antoine Exxon picked six to start the game. 21 play drive from CJ Beathard. Sucks to end in a field goal there, but I felt like the 49ers were given control of the game. The Chargers put it on a silver platter, and San Francisco was like, we're taking it. And eventually they lost it in the third quarter. The Chargers regained the lead, but 49ers were making strikes down the field. C.J. Beathard was early and accurate. I didn't think he could be that. Very good vision of the field. Great game plan from Kyle. A lot of quick strike passes. I mean, the issue with Kyle is they abandoned the run. Nine carries for Matt Breida really isn't enough. 37 passes for C.J. Beathard. It felt like a lot, but he completed 62% of them. C.J. Beathard was not the problem. The offense was able to generate yardage. I mean, obviously, George Kittle's 82-yard touchdown. He's the best receiving threat on this team so far. Pierre Garçon, again, had like four for 50. He's not completely invisible. He really propelled one of those drives with a nice crossing pattern over the field. Kendrick Bourne caught a touchdown. Goodwin got banged up again. He's been the missing piece. Dante Pettis got hurt. There was more separation this week from the receivers. I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo could have played better than this. Obviously, no quarterback competition at all. But CJ? All of a sudden, the next 12 games don't look as miserable. There's no way he plays like this the whole time. But he, guys, he only got sacked once. He looked like a comfortable, confident player. Like the preseason was just a shit show that wasn't gonna happen who knows Mike McGlinchey got hurt, Joe Staley got hurt no running game, C.J. Bethard back up against the wall played pretty damn good had this team in a position at the end of the game the one interception to Garrett Selick changed the entire game I was shocked that the 49ers were still in it after that they held him to a field goal down there that moved the score to 26-17, at that point I'm watching this game thinking okay, they finally unravel here chargers really kind of take it up a notch and say hey this is the 49ers kudos to the fans for giving the defense a little bit of a lift there i mean StubHub center is one of the bigger jokes the nfl has ever done to move the chargers to la to a soccer stadium it's it's such a bad look for the league to not have a packed stadium for the home team different topic for a different day but uh yeah 26 17 there niners chip away and come back so i'm Not a moral victory guy, but this could have been a lot worse. I was expecting Chiefs first half, repeat, Chargers throwing all over the field. Again, the issue here with the defense is the Seattle scheme. I'm looking at certain plays with Exum up close to the line. Why is a safety up close to the line if he's not generating pressure? They didn't stop the run. Melvin Gordon, 15 carries, 105 yards. You want to have the luxury of putting your piece there because the cornerback's are shutting everyone else down. The strong safety needs to shift back in this defense and help out and be another defender in space. Too often, there's someone open and there's no pressure. So Philip Rivers had time to just find the open person. It's hard to cover four guys every time. Someone's going to get open after five or six seconds. Just Forrest Buckner, another quiet game, Here's a stat for you. Eric Armstead, Solomon Thomas, Cassius Marsh, four games into the season, one combined sack. The personnel decision the 49ers made at pass rush is impacting this entire defense. It's putting more points on the scoreboard for the other team. That's the issue here. They had a nice little game from Reuben Foster and C.J. Bethard looks good, but they don't know how to evaluate the secondary very well. It's been a consistent theme on this podcast. Greg Mabin should not be going from inactive to looking like the best corner on the team. Akilah Witherspoon, how is he going to grow getting jerked to the bench? Him, he and Chibi Ward look like the same exact players. Like I'm confusing them because someone's getting thrown at and a guy's catching him for 15 yards and the chains are moving. I get it. Richard Sherman was their big acquisition. I just find it interesting. Mabin's playing over Tarverius Moore. DJ Reed was a corner in college. Now he's playing free safety. He didn't make one play all game. The free safety spot this year has really not done anything in this defense. Their safety play is really hurting everything right now. The pass rush, too. Fred Warner finally had a bad game. He got beat for a touchdown deep. I don't know if this team is going to be able to limit anyone to under 20 points. There could be two or three games this season. I wouldn't fire Sala, like there's really people tweeting that. I I think they need to adjust the scheme. I think safeties need to be pushed back a little further and it's not like they're getting beat a lot, but the current alignment and their base package to have Tart or Exum, whoever that strong safety is, go back and look at plays. There's so many times where they're just standing there. That's not acceptable. Two troubling storylines ahead for the 49ers. The first is injuries we'll get to. The second is, look at Derwin James. Look at the rookie safety for the Chargers. Three quarterback hits. Forced an interception at the end of the game. Blitz C.J. Beathard. Hit him as he threw. The ball was wobbled up in the air. Chargers pick it off. Derwin James was the best player defensively for either team. Walking in to the L.A. Chargers and making a huge difference. Have we ever had a game where we said Solomon Thomas was the best player on the field? Not even close. Ronald Blair is making a bigger impact on the D-line right now than Solomon Thomas. Sheldon Day, It's more Earl Mitchell's position, but Sheldon Day is getting in there in the interior and getting sacks. The 49ers might have drafted a rotational D-lineman with their top five pick. The reality becomes more and more clear every week. Listen, Ruben Foster was good too, and he still hasn't made the impact plays that we're seeing other rookies make. Last week, it was Pat Mahomes. Other teams are drafting first-rounders that are literally some of the best players on the field. doesn't totally stunt the rebuild. It doesn't make the 49ers a terrible football team, but to be one of the best, your first-round picks have to be stars, and it has to be automatic. The Chargers have been hitting in the first round. Derwin James looks like another hit. Obviously, the 49ers passed on him for Mike McGlinchey. I'm not slamming the McGlinchey pick either. I just wonder, valuing the run game, valuing right tackle over big-time difference maker on defense, over Derwin James being able to play, free safety being able to play everywhere. I liked his versatility. I didn't like Minka Fitzpatrick's. Derwin James was playmaker at Florida State, was getting pressure, sacks, interceptions, Big hits, forcing fumbles. Minka was more sound and solid coverage. Derwin is that splash piece the 49ers don't have. They don't have a splash piece yet. Reuben Foster is trying to get there. He thumps and hits hard. Looks great on film. Is a great run defender. Hey, some of his missed tackling this week, too. He's throwing his shoulders into guys. Getting off on a tangent here, I don't know what's going on with the missed tackling, but there needs to be some kind of fine system where players are getting fined $500 in front of the team, some type of accountability here. It's weird to see the hit sticking going on out there. No one's wrapping up. Literally, guys are throwing their bodies. What What is being emphasized in practice? They might have to have a more physical practice and risk injury so they can get some of this tackling technique right. It's really piss poor. Melvin Gordon ran through. There was at least three plays. He broke three to four tackles, and he was just running hard. Nothing elusive. Nothing jukey and shifty. He was running through guys. That's so unacceptable. This defense is not a powerhouse with Richard Sherman. Someone suggested to me that Richard Sherman might get traded. If they could get a third-round pick, would the 49ers do it? They kind of still need him, and they have the cap room to waste, but it's like, is this team going to be good enough in two years for Richard Sherman to even matter? How quickly is he going to fall off? He's looked really damn good to start the season, but, ooh, the defense looks pretty far away, and it's looking like this pick in the top 10, 49ers pick in the top 10 in the draft, it either has to be receiver, or it has to be pass rusher or secondary piece. Like... One of those three, it's not even a debate. Not even a debate. And I would almost argue it has to be defense. This defense doesn't have the splash type of guys. Buckner is their only one. He has three and a half sacks. He's been quiet the last two weeks. It's troubling. I keep talking about the defense. It's just, They limited big plays today. I'll give them some credit there. Like I was expecting the Chargers to break off some 50, 60 yarders. They're, they're a big play offense normally. They kind of held that in check so maybe you do give DJ Reed some props. They just have one sack, though. One sack. They hit the quarterback three times all game. This is more of an upfront problem, but they don't know how to evaluate secondary. Back to the other concern I said, injuries. Joe Staley, I think it's a knee. Not going to be season-ending, but it could be two, four, six weeks he's out. Does that mean Gary Gilliam at left tackle? Will that mean McGlinchey goes to the left? I would rather see McGlinchey at left. He's not the pass protector. Oof, could get CJ hurt. That's going to have to be what they think is best. But, man, that's a really tough call. Like, how much longer does Joe Staley have? Do you want to start training McGlinchey now, or do you want him to just get good at right tackle and let him be the right tackle for the first four years of his contract? It's tough. The position change doesn't always work with o Lyman. Maybe you just keep him at right tackle, keep that on his plate. It's already a difficult thing to do as a rookie. Left tackle is is nearly impossible. The Raiders are doing it right now. They're, they're trying. Um, keep your eye on that. Dante Pettis. God damn, I wanted him to explode on the scene. Looks like he might miss a couple weeks with a knee. Goodwin went out. Solomon Thomas went out, came back in. Tart missed the game. Colbert only played special teams, but he was active. That was kind of weird that he never really got in at all. I don't know what's going on there, if that was something with he and Kyle. Beathard almost got himself knocked out. Got the wind knocked out of him. Can you imagine if he went down? Nick Mullins had to start next week, and they brought in Tom Savage. They would really have to think about bringing in Kaepernick at that point. Like, Why not? Why the F not? I thought it was foolish that they already hadn't brought in another quarterback. You don't want Nick Mullins to take a snap this season. He's a fun story for the fourth quarter of a preseason game. He's going to get eaten alive. He's not ready for this. That's organizationally a bad thing. I like, guess you're down to your third quarterback, but you can come up with a better solution than Nick Mullins. So I, I was critical of that on Twitter. They, they need to sign someone this week. They saw that. They, that flashed before their eyes. And C.J. Bethard going for the extra yardage there. Come on. You don't need to prove to us you're tough. You took two really big roughing the passer penalties. As Kyle said, you got the shit kicked out of you last year. C.J., like, you don't have to do that. By the way, I'm jumping back and forth here, but how about Harold Landry? Strip sack. Bending around the edge. Beat Lane Johnson. For the Eagles, Titans win the game. Harold Landry. I don't know that the 49ers drafted the best guys that they could have. I mean, it's looking clear like they didn't. It's scary. It's so early. I, I can't fully judge him. I'm not going to condemn them yet, but other teams have more younger, productive players than the 49ers right now. Greg Maimon's bounced around the league, he's 26 or 27. Even if he like I hope Greg Maben comes in and plays good and locks that down. It'd be crazy if it was Richard Sherbin and Greg Maben. Right now, that's on the table. That's how bad the cornerback situation is. Jimmy Ward was a waste of eight and a half million. Armstead is looking like a waste of money that they already locked up for next year for some reason. The personnel decisions on defense are hurting on the scoreboard. John Lynch, Adam Peters have made some mistakes on who they brought in on defense, and who they haven't. It's been a more who they haven't for pass rusher. It's been more Richard Sherman. They knew he was going to probably miss a couple games this year. Are you kidding? After an Achilles, a full 16-game slate, no really backup plan after that. They put too much faith in Akilah Witherspoon. They put too much faith in Richard Robinson last year. Oh, man, it's frustrating. Are they going to pick up Elvis Dumervil? Are they going to pick up someone off the street for this defense, and again, they limited Phillip Rivers to probably a worse day than C.J. Bethard. There's worse defenses than the 49ers around the league. There's no question about that. It's just, are they going to be the unit ever in a week and say, oh, that's why they won? Not looking like it. Not looking like it. And you know me. I mean, this is the point. I'm going to start hammering home guys. I don't like the scheme. I need multiple safeties pushed back. I want to play more cover two and man. That I want to play cover three with so many zones. They're getting beat in zone coverage by the goal line with blown assignments. It shouldn't be confusing who you have on a zone coverage right there. Salah is going to get blamed for the missed tackling. Does Kyle get more involved with the defense? Does he put his hand in there? I would like to hear some type of accountability for missed tackles. That they're either finding players or really calling him out hard because... It's embarrassing. Like The Chargers only looked really good against the 49ers because of the missed tackles. 49ers were there in position to bring them to the ground. They really couldn't. Melvin Gordon had a good day. Jeez, ah, I feel like I'm being super negative, but I don't think the 49ers played poorly. A couple things could have gone their way. We didn't even mention Kyle before halftime, choosing to try and throw it from the 25-yard line. 47 seconds left. Let's get some C.J. Beathard passes going Three and out, punt. Big return for the Chargers. They add three on the scoreboard right there. Kyle, I thought he mismanaged that. I thought he mismanaged a run game, potentially getting Brita some more touches. Nine carries, 39 yards wasn't enough. Game plan was pretty solid, though. Like quick strikes. CJ looked good, confident, 8.1 yards per attempt. They weren't just checking down every time. He was legit throwing past the sticks. Felt like he was comfortable. These were good plays that Kyle was like, all right, CJ can make this throw. Still need good ones. Still need some kind of juice on offense, but they weren't really the reason. They were really in it. Garrett Salek has got to be kicking himself. Short flight back from LA. That was a long flight. That was going to be terrible. You know, guys make mistakes. It happens. That's a touchdown instead of giving the Chargers a field goal there. They went up twenty six seventeen. Oh Man, you're talking about beating the Chargers and all of a sudden, oh, CJ Beathard. Is this a Kirk Cousins situation? Is this guy legit? One win can change a narrative that quickly in the NFL. It's a week-to-week league. 49ers got close to doing it. Right now, their team narrative is they're not as good as other teams around the league. Their roster is closer to 25th in the league than it is 10th. They're not just one draft class away, guys. I think they're two. I think year four is going to be when this team really starts to settle in and the hype machine got out of control. Again, we're not going to be able to fully tell with Jimmy Garoppolo off the field. He not only gives the offense life, he gives the entire team life and during the week, and he sets the tone, and he's a leader. And I have hiccups, but we're still doing this KJ podcast, recapping 49ers, the issues on defense are bad. The injuries are bad. There's not enough people making huge plays besides Kittle on offense. Breida, you know, the offense is not in a bad spot right now. There's a lot of people tweeting, oh, my God, we've got to trade for Le'Veon. We've got a. To... why didn't we get Allen Robinson? Like, what is the deal? They got better separation this week. They put points on the scoreboard. They moved the chains with C.J. Bethard. They did a lot better than I expected. Yeah, I'm not super pissed at this team right now. Like, you shouldn't be, especially if you're in the 3 and 13 group. If you're the group that wants this team to lose, you love Sunday. You were all about that. They looked not that bad. It was competitive right from the get go. I was not bored once watching the game. I was fearful, like, oh, damn, am I going to be flipping back to Raiders and Browns? I didn't leave. I did not leave. Even on commercials, I was like writing stuff down. Like, this is an entertaining game. Ultimately, couple of mistakes here and there. A couple of goal line stops by the defense too. I was, I'm super hard on them because it's more personnel decisions that they've screwed up and possibly a scheme decision they screwed up, but defense wasn't Swiss cheese like they were against the Chiefs. They, they bounced back a little bit, but they're just, they don't have the firepower. They are showing up to the gunfight with knives. It's not all Robert Sala's fault. The tackling is disgusting. God, I wish Derwin James was on this team. I wish he was flying around and hitting the quarterback and tipping passes up the air and making big plays. They they did not have that piece from the 2018 draft class. Fred Warner is their best defensive piece. He's still a linebacker. He's not going to get home to the quarterback. He's not going to shut down another wide receiver. He did get beat today, too. He's going to have to get better in one-on-one coverage. Everyone's in one-on-one coverage on this defense. And they don't blitz that much either. You know, we saw Reuben Foster actually get after the quarterback early in the game. I wonder if he does get some more looks at Sam Linebacker in base down packages where he can get in some pass rushing situations. You don't want him going against left and right tackles. But I am looking at Reuben Foster as a way to generate pressure. Love his coverage skills, but yeah, Salah's got nothing. Where's Chris Kiffin? Where's this coach that Monty Kiffin's son was going to come in here and crank up this pass rush? Phillip Rivers, it felt like he was sitting in a lifeguard chair. Yeah, KJ Podcast. I would say a lot of ways to be discouraged about this team, but I thought they fought their asses off, and that's all you can ask for an undermanned team. If you're the worst team, And you show up and have the lead at certain points in the game and really should have won it. But then you reflect on him and you're like, oh, you know what, the 49ers aren't that good. It's really all you can ask for at this point. I know that some of you hate that answer and are like, F Kevin Jones, man, this team should be able to win John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan at this point in the rebuild. Like, are you kidding? Look at other teams, look at the Rams, look how quickly things turn around in other buildings. Why can't the 49ers? Why is it going to take longer here? Sometimes it does. Sometimes a rebuild takes longer. Sometimes teams have really bad injury luck. 49ers had good luck getting Jimmy Garoppolo for a second-round pick. Bad luck with his ACL. It bounces back and forth certain times. You can't catch every break in the NFL. This roster is going to look different next year. It's going to have to. There's going to have to be some blue-chip pass rusher that they've gone out and acquired and said, hey, we realized the last two years, unacceptable. We're going all in on pass rush. There's going to have to be possibly another veteran corner alongside Richard Sherman a la Tlaib and Marcus Peters for the Rams. The cap room could go quickly, guys. They want wins next year. They're going to have to use free agency, I think, a little more aggressively than they have. They're going to have to trade and, of course, these draft picks. Sunday night recap. I think that's pretty much it. We'll talk to you again wednesday preview the arizona cardinals i'm assuming that's got to be a win josh rosen making his first road start levi stadium people going to show up who knows we're out peace